Atlantic 10, here we come, baby. Um, welcome to a special episode of Podcast 63, here with Buck and Lou. Uh, we have exciting news, as I'm sure everyone has heard by now, or most people have heard by now. Loyola, uh, along with um, a lot of their athletics, not all, but most, are moving to the Atlantic 10 Conference come next year, next next academic year, uh, in 2022. Um, obviously this is a men's basketball podcast, but we will be talking a little bit about like how that affects the other sports and they're a big part of why we can do something like this. Um, so I figured, or we figured that we would have a special episode to talk about it, kind of go through what's been happening. It's only been like a little over 24 hours since the news broke. Um, we're not going to be talking about the game from yesterday or pregame for the next game. Uh, we'll leave that for our weekly episode, but uh, this is huge news. Um, Lou, like, can you kind of just put into perspective, like, how big of a deal this is that Loyola is moving to the A-10? Yeah, it's so big that I'm, I think I'm getting my own bedroom at, in, up in the rafters. It is, uh, <laughs> I'm moving those MVC banners away and making room for 14 other spanking brand new A-10 uh, banners. I love it. I love it. How, uh, how soon do you think we're going to get an A-10 banner up there? <laughs> Uh, maybe uh, sooner than we get those chair backs, but I'm <laughs> Oh my gosh, that that's the truth. Um, but yeah, so um, as of uh, Tuesday, the 16th, we moved to the uh, we broke the news that we were moving to the A10. Uh, we will be the 15th men's basketball team in the conference. I have no idea how many other teams are in all the other conferences, and I'm not going to try to look it up because that would take too much time. But uh, 15 teams, they're currently at 14. Um, it's a very big conference. I want to say it might be the – with 15, it might be the biggest one. I know Conference USA had a bunch, but they lost a bunch. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'd have to look that up. But um, one of the biggest reasons I think that uh, we are doing this is for postseason basketball. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. The A-10 is the probably second biggest conference without football. Um, right after the Big East, um, in my opinion, at least. And a lot of the schools that we're going into the A-10 with, uh, men's basketball is their, is their bread and butter. Like, it's what makes their money. It's what um, they're known for. A lot of these teams have some good history. Um, so, you know, us moving in there is for postseason basketball, for NCAA tournaments. And um, I just kind of want to – I tweeted this, and I'm sure a lot of people – who follow us on Twitter uh, have already read this, but in the past 10 years or the past 10 NCAA tournaments, because obviously we missed one in between there, um, the A-10 has put <clears throat> 24 at-large bids uh, in the past 10 tournaments. The Missouri Valley Conference has had five. So, I mean, that's a big deal. That's on average, like, you know, they're putting in at least two, if not two and a half teams every year. Um, whereas the Valley is lucky if they, they're averaging one and a half. So, um, that's a big reason why, um, but Lou, why don't you talk a little bit, just like your initial reaction, um, and like how, how big of a deal you think it is, um, for all the other sports too. Yeah. So, um, super excited, super, really, I think when the news broke, I just couldn't believe it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a fortune teller or I'm from the future. <laughs> But I have been calling this move for quite some time, um, especially in this probably the last year. 
um, uh, just because of the way things were moving and also the other teams, because I'll talk in a second okay. about, but just the connections of Steve Watson, our athletic director, to the Atlantic 10 with St. Bonnie's used to be the former AD and everything. It just really made the fit. Um, and then I think it, it goes into also basketball is a good example, right? Like we, we used to have this MVC Mountain West basketball kind of uh, battle, right? And then that went away. And then the Atlantic 10 got one with, I think, maybe the American Conference. So we, we, we were kind of missing out on some things with basketball, but it's not just basketball. So that's the greatest thing, though, I think, that makes it even more exciting, is that this helps put our other pretty much sports teams compete even at a higher level. Now, the Valley's been great to us, like everyone's been saying the last 24 hours, but it is now another level. We, we're, we're moving up the, uh, the ladder, right? Um so for reference, all our sports teams will be moving to um, the Atlantic 10 conference except for um, – and they will eventually find a conference, but except for men's volleyball. The Atlantic 10 does not have a men's volleyball uh, kind of uh, conference group of teams from every college. Um, so I think uh, it's stated that they'll stay in the MIVA, which is kind of their already – the division they are in because, again, not a lot of colleges play men's volleyball. And then actually, oddly enough, which one kind of threw me off – because the Atlantic 10 has a lot of sports that we don't even have. But women's golf is not a thing that all, the Atlantic, all Atlantic 10 schools have. So we'll be having to find a home for our uh, Lady Ramblers golf team, which I hope they do soon. Um, so everyone else, though, um, Atlantic 10, and it's really exciting. I think uh, just a quick note why it's not just basketball that I think made this move was women's soccer, four straight conference tournaments, four straight NCAA tournament bids, men's soccer, at least one conference tournament champion in the last four years and say bid and definitely been in the final at least maybe two of the last four last three years that after that uh ncaa tournament run so um women's volleyball first tournament win or first conference win ever in the valley and then first one since 2002 uh, men's volleyball back-to-back national championships 2014 2015 so really it's just onwards and upwards um i think this just also brings a lot of name to our university in athletics because uh, now people are going to know the Atlantic 10 a little bit more than the Valley, especially when recruiting kids not from the Midwest. That's kind of the biggest power now is that our conference and who we play is going to be – the teams we play, people are going to recognize these schools a little bit maybe quicker from when you're from out of the – when you're not in the Midwest, right? I'm not from the Midwest, so when I heard of Southern when I first came, I was like, ah, Southern Illinois, cool. Never knew what a Saluki was, right? But you tell me what Fordham, who Fordham is, or who St. Joe's are, and stuff like that, like certain teams like that, you, you know, University of Dayton. How many NCAA tournament first rounds are always played at Dayton's like, campus? So you know mm-hmm. that name. So that that's the biggest thing, I think. We're about to be brought into a group of names that people recognize. And it, it schools that are very similar to us, Fordham, St. Joe's, all Jesuit schools, all roughly nearly the same size. I think we're even a little bit bigger in arena seating. So it's really interesting in the mix. But overall excited. I called it. I'm going to say it again. Called it months ago. Um, I think um, after winning the state championships back in the Arts Madness, we had to spread our spread our footprint wider, and we're moving into Atlantic 10, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, actually, I have a text conversation of you calling it, and um, you know, I, I might regret reading this later, but I figure it, it's probably best that we we do share it so that people don't think you're a liar. Um, so we have a text conversation with another buddy and for the sake of it, we'll just call him buddy. Um, but so buddy says, this is right when Belmont decided to come to the Valley. So we were texting 
And Buddy starts off by saying, do we think Belmont to the Missouri Valley Conference might signal something for Loyola? And Lou, you go, I was just thinking that. Would Loyola look to leave? And I say, I don't think so, especially with a new coach. Lou, you say, A-10, here we come. I know that Steve, the AD, has been looking to leave, regardless of basketball coach. And I say, I bet Missouri Valley Conference goes to 12 teams, they start to get multiple bids, and Loyola stays for five to seven more years. I know it's boring, but I don't think they are. Um, so, I mean, that there's more, but that's kind of the... The gist of it, right? Like you did, that was the first conference. Like you, you didn't say Big East, you didn't say American Conference. Like you weren't saying something crazy like Pac-12. Like you were, you know, you, that's what you said and you hit it right on the head. And I gotta give you credit for that. Um, I was wrong and you were right. So <laughs> I don't know if you want to like record that and play it as my ringtone or, um, anything like that, but you were no, right. just when, when we're, we're, when we're going to be in St. Louis this March for our final. Arts Madness. I'll just be like, can't wait to see what the valley looks like in five to seven years. That, that's what I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that, and I, that, I that's it. what I'll, that's what I'll look forward to. Maybe Valpo will be uh, the big uh, big uh, contender in the conference. We'd love right? to see that, but yeah, yeah, no. But I think um, initial reaction. I think we're both super excited, not only for men's basketball, but overall all of athletics at Loyola. And again, hey, I think something they hit on the presser, which we'll get into. Um, just talk about teams uh, committing to like wanting to be in new conferences and with the new athletics uh, basketball and volleyball center. Uh, I really hope now this move for Atlantic 10 shed, shed some light into maybe getting track, a proper kind of indoor mm-hmm. track facility. And within that, put a soccer pitch in the middle of the track facility. Um, I would love that. I would, I think that would be really the next big stepping stone. I think in oil athletics for me, um, cause again, golf's kind of hard. You, you, we can't build a course, right? We're not there. So we're not going to have a course. You got to go to the courses nearby or driving ranges. Um, but I really do think having a kind of another indoor kind of track with, um, with a soccer pitch would be really great for the rest of athletics. But again, a lot to come, a lot of excitement, um, and a lot, uh, a little bit more things to talk about tonight. Yeah. So the, one of the things I got, like I posted some stuff on my Instagram about it, just like excited. And I got like three or four, maybe even like, five people who commented who like either were loyal alums or like friends of mine who know about sports, but don't really know about college basketball or like I said, alums who don't really follow along that much asking like, is this good? Right. I think that's kind of the big question. Like, is this helpful? And the easy answer is yes. Um, The, one of the reasons why, like if you, if you want to look at like some of the big conferences, there's really like a power six as far as like basketball goes. You got the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, the ACC, the SEC, the Big East, and then you could argue like it's seven, like Pac-12 and the West Coast Conference because Gonzaga has been so good for so long. But it's really Pac-12, and then the next tier I would say is the West Coast Conference, the Mountain West. Uh, maybe not all of us. I take that back. West Coast Conference, the American Conference, and the Atlantic 10. Like, it's the second tier, in my opinion. Um, of course, anyone can have their own opinion, but just someone from, like, from watching games and understanding how many teams go to the tournament, that's where the Atlantic 10 falls. Whereas the Missouri Valley is in that next tier. So that's like Mountain West, Missouri Valley, um, I don't know. It's any of those conferences that occasionally get two bids. So I maybe you could throw Ohio Valley in there or like the Ivy League. I don't know. Probably not the Ivy League. But 
Um, the easy answer is, yeah, it's a step up. It's, it's a, it, I wouldn't say it's a, like, a hop, skip, and a jump up, but it's, it is a step up for sure. Um, we have no idea if this is just a stepping stone to get to bigger things or if this is where Loyola wants to be for 20 years. Like, we, we really don't know that, and I don't think we will know that for at least five or 10 years. Um, but, um, it, it is a step up as far as just competitiveness in men's basketball, as well as women's basketball and a lot of sports, like you mentioned, Lou. Um, also like financially, um, I, I had these numbers in front of me earlier and of course now I can't find them, but, uh, there are websites that track how much each school spends on their different sports programs. And I believe Loyola, um, was if not first, definitely second in the Missouri Valley for the past five years. It's around like four million, I think just under that per year. Um, and moving into the A10, they're like kind of smack dab in the middle. Like there, there are some teams at the top that spend a good bit more, like talking like eight or nine million, but most of the teams reside in that like three to five million dollars a year range. Um, so, and, and we're committed to, providing those resources. I mean, we have a new practice facility. Um, we're always uh, redoing the weight rooms and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, our, our in-game experience is always increasing. Like, of course, we're not really expanding the actual size of the stadium, but I think every year it just gets bigger and better and more inclusive and more packed. Um, not to, no pun intended, with the pack, but... Um, it's, it's just, I think it's better all around. Academically, I think it's better. These connections with these bigger schools that are in bigger cities, um, I think can only help our academics, um, as far as, as that all goes. So, um, I think that that's just kind of a simple question of like, is this better? The answer is yes. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, it's the best place we can possibly be because it's not, but it's, it's a bit, it's a step up for sure. And um, I'm excited to see where this goes. So um, I don't know what, like, if we, it, you know more about the A-10 than I do, Lou. So I don't know if you want to talk about any of the teams or just kind of like recent history or uh, I don't, I didn't really ask you to prepare anything like this, but anything else just kind of like about the A-10 in general. Yeah. So I think we're going to kind of tie it in. Let's just we'll like talk about the press conference, right? So um, today we had a press conference, Loyola and the A-10. Uh, the commissioner of the A-10 was there. Um, and it is really interesting. So right now uh, the A-10 is comprised of 14 teams, again, kind of really spread out across the United States. So and the reason I say that is their farthest west team is even west than us, and it's St. Louis, or it's SLU, right? So they have one team in uh, Missouri, and it's SLU, and they got us in Illinois, uh, no team in Indiana, and then oh, we got Ohio, uh, you got uh, Virginia, North Carolina, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, uh, Massachusetts, and then Rhode Island, right? So mm-hmm. kind of spread out everywhere. Really, really, the anchor though is that kind of northeast, um, east coast still, because again, it's called the Atlantic Ten. If you don't know, it's named after the Atlantic Coast. Um, their headquarters is in Newport, uh, Virginia, which is kind of an interesting location. Uh, but so like, for example, the big 10 is located, um, in Rosemont, Illinois. Um, so stuff like that. Um, so sometimes they're located in big cities and sometimes they're not, but I think the biggest thing for Atlantic 10 is just, um, 
like I think the tweet you even said or we tweeted out is like for basketball wise, just the big involvement of uh, having more than one bid. I think that's a consistent basis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they they tread on the line of they are a mid major kind of type of school, like St. Bonnie's mid major through and through, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think if you if you look at kind of the history of who they've come through, it's teams that have come through and then moved on to bigger conferences, right? So that's just kind of naturally the progression um, of what it works. But I think the biggest thing with the A10 is that it's going to be big more rev share for revenue. We got a lot more markets we'll be hitting into, right? So you got that New York market, you got the DC, Philadelphia market, you got a lot of teams in Philly. Uh, St. Louis now is going to be probably tied with us in the Chicago Midwest market. Um, so really interesting overall. Um, I'm excited. Uh, but I think the, in the press conference today, the commissioner mentioned how, um, the reason why it was nearly a perfect fit for them was, uh, really just the resemblance Loyola had to already current teams. Mm-hmm. So funny enough, I'll just give a quick breakdown. Um, so actually there are three, three Jesuit universities already in the Atlantic 10. So that's going to be a first for us, mm-hmm. uh, because again, no, Missouri Valley didn't have any other Jesuit schools. Um, and then of that, uh, I believe three more. So six in total deliver Catholic universities. So mm-hmm. kind of a big switch around for us coming from a conference that is big state schools. A lot of the schools had some form of football as well. Um, a lot of these conferences don't have football. That's, or sorry, a lot of these teams in the A10 conference don't have football. So mm-hmm. that's something we're all probably putting a lot of our things toward basketball. We're a basketball central conference. And that's what they said in the press conference. In the press conference, both our, our ADC Watson and the commissioner of the Atlanta 10 mentioned how, um, basketball centered this conference is. So really interesting. I'm very excited about it. Um, I think that's also the, uh, the kind of cherry on top for the A10 and for us is that our basketball team is up and rising, right? And then that's what, um, the A10 is really looking for as well as bat- basketball centric teams. Um, mm-hmm. and just to name out there, if you don't know, a lot of teams also, also resemble our experience in the <laughs> NCAA tournament. So George Mason and VCU, both really, really amazing Cinderella stories. So it's kind of funny now when we come to March and they say, who's the next Cinderella? Mm-hmm. Three of the photos that they will have are most likely going to be of the A10 teams of next year. And that's going to be in Loyola, George Mason, and VCU. So just a fun note there. Um, we've played some of these teams recently for basketball sake, right? We played SLU in, um, a secret scrimmage, I believe last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we played, we've played Davidson recently and we played Re- Richmond recently. Uh, we've played St. Joe's. Um, mm-hmm. So we've played some of these teams. Uh, we were supposed to play Duquesne last year. Uh, mm-hmm. That got uh, cut due to COVID. Uh, so tough one there. But, um, again, just really excited. Uh, I think this is just a huge uh, step in the right direction for our program. Um, and then the funny thing is, I'll put it out there, um, I believe there are three other schools with the mascot named Rams. Oh, yeah. Maybe the Ramblers. So yeah. we're, we're going to probably see a few things there. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I really have like one more kind of topic I wanted to touch on. The other question I was getting a lot from, uh, friends and family and whatever is like, how are we going to do? Like how, like how well are we going to do next year? And it's a tough question without getting into like all the logistics and like all the roster, whatever, but it's true. We're going to be losing a lot of seniors next year. Um, with that being said, 
You also, moving into a better conference, like you mentioned earlier, you get more notoriety, more recruits and high school kids know your name. Um, actually, I was listening to, I think we both listened to conversation that Nick Schultz had with Kevin Sweeney just yesterday. And Kevin Sweeney is, he's a Sports Illustrated guy. And he was saying, like, pretty much Loyola can get into the room to have a conversation with any single recruit they want, except like McDonald's All-Americans. So, you know, we're talking every four star, some of the five stars, like we can get in that room. So with that being said, you would think that we would potentially have better recruits and potentially better transfers for next season. I think once the, the dust settles, I think the first two years, potentially we're looking anywhere from that like five to eight range. Um, that's just what I'd guess because there are some teams. Five in the to eight range. Out meaning- of 15. Oh, ranking. Like Sorry, finished yep. fifth, yeah, fifth to eighth. Um, there are a few teams that are just kind of weak generally, and I don't want to create any allies or enemies this early into the game, but like LaSalle, um, uh, I don't know, Duquesne, um, Fordham, they've all had UMass even, at least recently, they've all had some rough years in here the past five or so. So there are some weaker teams, but the top is always uh, very strong. You know, uh, this year, St. Bonaventure is already ranked. Um, and there's some other good teams in there like VCU. So um, if I, for people wondering that, I definitely say you need to give it like three years, I think, to fully see how that like impact of the recruits and all that goes. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if in two or three years we're at like three or four, um, something like that. So, yep. yeah. Um- I think so. Two points there, right? So I'm going to talk about current teams in the A10, and then where when we come in, what it looks like, really quick. So the current teams, the A10, uh, for instance, as we're recording this, George Mason just upset Maryland, a top mm-hmm. 25 team, right? So funny enough, George Mason has a top 100 recruit coming in for next year. VCU has two top 100 recruits coming in next year. Fordham has a brand new head coach, and he just got a top 140 recruit. If you want to include that. So, um, so these schools are really working. Um, it's funny, uh, SLU, I know, had the transfer from Oregon, right? So, um, and then I believe probably St. Bonnie's probably had a, a decent, uh, metric of recruits recently. So one thing is with these teams kind of already established, like Dayton, um, Obi Toppin, the big splash name a few years ago, he came out of Dayton. I believe Dayton just got a top 100 recruit, even top 50 recruit recently as well. But the thing is, I see ourselves, like you said, being able to have that conversation with top 100 recruits, having the conversation with top 50, top 150 recruits, right? We're going to be able to have that conversation. But then also, I think even transfers now will be more lucrative to be like, oh, I'll play in the A10, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we now look a little bit more lucrative. It's like, oh, I get to play against teams like uh, Dayton or I get to play at teams like St. Joe's or Rhode Island because Rhode Island's got a, a coach who's building out a great program up there. So I think that's the biggest thing as well. I do agree with Buck here next year. You got to think about it, listeners. We got a completely different team next year. So it already put us in an echelon, a top three, top two. I think you're thinking about the team we have now. And that's just unfair because we got what six seniors all leaving next year. Correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, Buck, but mm-hmm. around that number. Um, so again, it's just going to look like a really different team, but I don't expect are kind of the way we play to be really affected. I think you're going to have enough guys who are young 
now going to get around, like Huddy, right? It's going to be weird, but Huddy next year will be one of the youngest guys, but one of the most experienced guys. Because mm-hmm. um, he'll technically be a sophomore, but you're still going to have Braden, right? You're still going to have Marquise Kennedy. So um, we're going to have guys who have been in tournaments, been in big time, so we're not going to lose that. But we're just going to miss a little bit of the, the team we have this year. But I think we will be thought of now as a team to recruit. And I do see us now having a wider net of recruiting. Um, I love recruiting. I love seeing Drew reach out to his Michigan connections from his past. But I think now the fact that we're part of the A10, we're going to have that wide net of, hey, 2023 listeners, I know Buck and I will be there, but we're going to be playing in Brooklyn, <laughs> New York in the conference tournament. So telling a kid that, like nothing against St. Louis, but like, hey, we, we, we got a conference tournament in New York City. Like, you can bring your family to New York City all the time. Or we travel to New York City. We travel to Philly yeah. for conference games. They said in the press conference, We'll be traveling. Like, that's sometimes an appeal to these kids. Like, hey, I'll be playing in big cities. I'll be playing against big schools. So there's a lot of benefits and also a lot of kind of potential just little bumps that we got to go through the road. And let's be honest, it wasn't a smooth ride into the Valley, right? We started the Valley, one of the worst teams, and then it just progressed, progressed, progressed. And that's what happens sometimes. And now I think we're looking to take this progression and make it sustainable and I think the A10 is that exact spot where we can sustain success for a good amount of time um, in the near future. Yeah, I think you're right. It just as much as, like you said, like when we joined the Valley. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have all that much else. The only other thing I wanted to plug um, was uh, a new Twitter follow. If you guys want to keep up with the A10 and like how they're doing this year. Um, at A10 Talk uh, on Twitter. Uh, that's a great account. Um, I think they do like weekly or so uh, Twitter spaces, I guess they're called. Um, that's what the kids are doing these days, um, where they just kind of talk about like what's going on, on the, in the A10. Uh, we listened and joined in on one just yesterday uh, when they were talking just kind of all Loyola stuff. But um, yeah, go give them a follow if you want to catch uh, catch up on and follow A10 stuff for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, I don't know, Lou, any, anything else? I mean, please, I don't know if you wanted to touch on anything more than that, but um, what else you got? No, I think, let, let's be honest, we, we didn't want this to be too long. It's it, Everyone's been reading the buzz pr- from press conferences, just tweets and everything, so we want to put it out there as kind of a quick uh, emergency 101, like, hey, we're paying attention, don't worry. Uh, but I think in the next coming weeks, we have some stuff um, putting together. Um, I would love to um, kind of get a recap from maybe a former player about going for, into the Valley and then where he sees the team now going. Um, and then getting some insiders um, that we've talked to about their kind of perspective, because it's a big move. And I think we, we got a lot of stuff down the, the line that we want to talk about with this move. And again, I, I want to reiterate, it's not only just the basketball team. It's been about every team, uh, part of the athletics department that's really, again, graduating champions, but also producing on the field and on the court. It's just been great to see the kind of all the hard work pay off now with moving to the Atlantic 10. Yeah, that's, that's true. In such a kind of short time, to be honest, like, uh, I didn't think, obviously I didn't think it would happen this quick. So in five to seven years when we move conferences to the A10, uh, I'm sure it'll be great. Hey, uh, hey, I hope we, I hope we play Valpo as a non-con game every year. That, Valpo, that makes sense. Valpo and DePaul every year. Sign us up. 
Valpo, I think, yeah, I think those would be Valpo, DePaul, UIC. Sign us up still every year. Those are quick, quick games, local games. Not going to worry about it. You get to sleep in your own bed at the end of the day, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, everyone, on this uh, emergency episode of the podcast. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And always remember, never forget, go Blurs.